0: Come on this journey with me. Each week when you join me, we are going to chase down our goals, overcome adversity, and set you up for a better tomorrow. I'm ready for my close-up. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're back here with me this week. Okay, so let's start today with a question I received on LinkedIn, and it was actually a follow-up to my solo episode last week, where I was answering another question. Here's a new one. My only question is, when you run across someone else who is acting in a way that is disrespectful or disagreeable, but you're trying to be respectful, how do you navigate that? Especially when there's an age gap at play. I often feel that not everyone holds the tools to have the difficult conversation in the right way, so we start to have resentment or things are not said Or even worse, gossip starts. And once that gets going, it's hard to stop. Silence is worse than a challenging conversation, right? I appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so yeah, silence is worse than a challenging conversation. Of course it is. Silence isn't going to resolve anything, right? So I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if someone's being disrespectful to you, you are teaching them how to treat you. So you need to teach them that's not okay, The first thing I would say is, look at that person, right? It's just another human being and look in their life and say, hmm, do they treat everyone this way? I guarantee they don't. I guarantee there's people out there they treat with respect. I guarantee there's people out there they would never treat the way that they're treating you, right? You're allowing for it. And I remember when I was younger, oh my gosh, there was countless examples in my life where I allowed for people to not treat me. In the best ways. And especially when you have someone on a pedestal, right? I mean, you think like, oh, well, they're better than me or this or that. Here's the reality. We live in a world where we're always teaching others how to treat us. We're teaching others what is okay for us. So you want to show up as that best version of you. One of the big and most important ways of doing that is allowing yourself to be treated the way you deserve, asking for what you want, And sometimes that's creating boundaries. And I get it. I I actually was speaking at the Miami Heat a couple of days ago, and I got this question during the Q&A, a a very similar question like this. So in the workplace, how do you do it, right? That's one of the questions that I got in the Q&A portion of my speaking engagement. Here's what I said. There's a couple different things. One, a great way, in my opinion, to approach a difficult situation is to say, I'm confused or help me understand Right, Those are two non-confrontational ways to open up a difficult conversation. P.S. Who says it's going to be a difficult conversation, by the way? To me, that's sort of going in with a negative attitude because oftentimes it's because we didn't communicate what we need, want, or expect or that something's bothering us. We can't assume the other person knows. Maybe things are just not going well in their life. They're in a crabby mood or situation and they're taking it out on us and it's on us to alert them to, hey- I didn't like how you spoke to me yesterday. I, I didn't feel good when I walked away from you. Please don't do that again. Please speak to me in a way that you would want to be spoken to. How would you feel if I spoke to you that way? Right? Those are some good jump off points. But again, if you're at work, you're in an environment, whether the person's older than you or not is irrelevant, in my opinion. Again, that's more about you. And ha- are, are, are you having issues that they're older? You think you need to treat them with more respect? They need to treat you with respect, right? It's a two-way street. So it doesn't matter what age you are, how much seniority you have. People need to treat others with kindness and, and treat them in a way that is respectful, no matter who they are, what they look like, where they're from, what socioeconomic class or age they are. That's fact, right? So it's 2023 people, treat others with kindness. And if someone's not treating you that way, raise the red flag and say, hey, I've got a problem with this. This doesn't work for me. So in business, oftentimes I use that. I'm confused. You know, you had said that you wanted to work together on this project. However, when you speak to me like the way that you just did, it doesn't feel like we're on the same team. Have I done something to upset you? Right? Ask people some some really direct questions. And what you might find out is someone might say, oh my gosh, no. But you know what? I'm going through divorce right now and I'm really having a hard time. And you know what? I think I'm taking it out on you. I'm sorry. And maybe that person apologizes to you. Or maybe the person says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Give me an example. And you want to be prepared to give somebody an example exactly what they said that was upsetting to you so that they can understand what your parameters are, what works for you or what doesn't. But it's really up to you. Think to yourself, okay, do they treat so-and-so this way? No, I see them engage with that person in a much more respectful manner. Well, I deserve to be respected that same way. Give them that example hey, I see when you are in meetings with so-and-so, you don't behave the same way that you do when you speak with me. Why is that? I would appreciate it if you would speak to me that same way, right? Ask for what you want. Show people, model what respect is. Show them how you want to be treated and ask for what you want. Be clear, be direct. And it does not have to be a difficult conversation. You know, practice. Practice that conversation ahead of time. Write down what that conversation would look like and roll through a couple of different options so that you feel more confident and prepared for it. But know that it is your right to have people treat you with respect. Something's wrong with other people if they don't want to treat you with respect. And I would say overcome that villain. If, if you have this conversation, you are direct, you are clear, you ask in, with total honesty w- for what you want and, and they're still not able to do it, those might not be your people, right? You're going to have to put some boundaries in place and maybe you need to get moved off that team if they're still going to be disrespectful to you and treat you poorly. I'm going to give you a quick example. When I had my son, so this is 15 years ago, I was a chief revenue officer for a media company at the time. And 10 days after I gave birth, I got an email from my then CEO that said, hey, I need you to board a flight and go speak at my alma mater for me. True story. I had very low confidence at that point in time. And I remember I was so scared, like, oh gosh, everyone's gonna be coming from my job because I just had a baby. And you know, I was one of the only female C-suite executives. There was only one other, right? So I was already a target. People wanted my job. People, plenty of people, I'm sure, didn't think I deserved it, which of course I did. Um, but I was insecure at the time. And so when he sent me that email, I responded right away. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll I will absolutely make the flight and, and deliver the keynote. Oh my gosh. Epic fail on my part. People always say that's uh, what an awful situation he put you in. No. What an awful situation I allowed for. Change the dynamic, change the accountability there and start saying, I could have very easily said No. Right. So here's how I would handle that conversation differently today. If I could go back to that moment, I would have responded to the email. Oh, my gosh, you didn't hear. I just had a baby. I'm going to go ahead and send you some pictures. Um, Give me a call after you get the pictures. I want to talk to you about it. This is so exciting. I'm a new mom 10 days in. It's really kind of crazy. And then I would have sent the pictures and then I would have called him and said, hey, I know that you've got this um, important keynote and you're not able to make that trip, which I completely understand. However, I think you and I can both agree. There's probably somebody else better qualified to give a speech right now, not me knowing that I just had a baby and just had a C-section and I'm 10 days out. Who do you think the right person is to go, Bruce or Brian? (laughs) Right? I mean, that would have been an easy conversation to have. That's not a difficult conversation. However, I was scared to have it. I didn't want people to think I had lost my edge, which is so ridiculous. I can't even put into words how ridiculous it is. So we're teaching people how to treat us. I was teaching people back then that I would just take anything they gave me because I wanted to show that I could do it. But really what I was doing was not respecting myself. So start with respecting yourself. Hold yourself accountable to creating those boundaries and recognize it doesn't have to be a difficult conversation. It just needs to be a direct one. You're communicating what your wants and needs are. And there is nothing wrong about that. Don't apologize for it. Own it. Rock it. Give examples of how you want to be spoken to and move forward with what you deserve. Respect. Because everybody deserves respect. All right. Now I want to get into, this is funny. I mentioned, if you haven't heard last week's episode, please go back and listen. You know, I was talking about how my son was going away on this trip. And I want to share with you that he returned and it was nowhere near as bad as he thought it was going to be. And it's so funny because in our minds, we build up or we create these stories or we, we get fearful or we worry. And all of it was for, what for nothing he had a great time i mean granted you know it was not ideal conditions and he was so grateful to be home and to be eating normal food again instead of just protein bars and and not great food that they had on this trip right they were living in tents and and in canoes all day every day for the week so it was not ideal situations but he said he had so much fun there was no technology and so for one week he had no phone and while that was hard he said in some ways it was amazing in other ways because they were completely present and with all their friends. And he was so grateful when he got back that he went and he said he had such an incredible time on the trip. And I was so proud of him, you know, stepping into these new moments and stepping into something that we think could be scary or could potentially be bad. Living in a tent for a week doesn't sound great, but it ended up being incredible. And one of these moments, he's so grateful that he didn't miss out on. So for you, whatever it is that you're you're having some hesitation towards, drop the worry, drop the fear, and start thinking about what amazing thing could happen during this situation instead of all the negative ones that you're afraid to have happen, right? So it ended up being this real blessing. And, and for me, I was so missing my son by the time, you know, Friday rolled around and it really just made me feel so grateful for him. He came home and was so grateful for me because he hadn't seen me in a week. He hadn't wasn't used to having a regular home, regular food, you know, all the amenities that we have in our normal life. So he felt so appreciative. So I guess my learning from this is losing something that you love once in a while is actually a blessing in many ways. He definitely came home so much more grateful, so much more appreciative for the basic things like a shower, food, just these really basic things. And I felt so grateful just to have him back, something that maybe I take for granted every day, right? Because we're used to chasing our kids out the door to get them to school in the morning and chasing them around to get their homework done at night and running to the grocery store because we ran out of food and All these what seem like tedious things, but then when you lose that person that's so special to you that means so much for a week, you really can appreciate how much you love them and how grateful you are to have them. And I know he came home feeling that same way and and being so appreciative and grateful for the most basic things that we take for granted every day. So wherever you are in life, whatever whoever those people are that you love so much, make sure to show them gratitude today and every day because— there will be a moment at some point in time where that person will be gone from your life for whatever reason. Maybe it's a week-long school trip like my son, and you're really going to miss them. And it just, it's so joyful and exciting when you get to get them back, right? So sometimes it is a blessing to lose something that you love for a little while to really remember how grateful you are to have them in your life so I hope you can remember that today. Um, And suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginning. Someone at an event that I was speaking at yesterday gave me this great magnet, and I love that. I love that saying. And you know, these new beginnings are all around us all the time if we're willing to welcome them and, and let them into our lives. So I was so grateful that he trusted the magic of this new beginning of this trip and then coming home with this new beginning of, of total radical gratitude just for food and for a shower. And I carried on with that concept in a, in a funny way today. I usually go to a certain spin class, and I'm very much a creature of habit, which I don't know if you are too, but sometimes that can be a rut, right, just doing the same old thing. So today I saw there was a new instructor teaching a class that I typically don't go to, and it it was going to mean I'd be able to walk to the class. And I love, first of all, I'm so grateful to live in Miami, which is the most incredible city. It's so beautiful. You get to be out in the sun all the time and really appreciate the outdoors, which just puts me into such a great mood. But to know that I could just walk to my class today was such a blessing. And I just, I knew I love when I can walk to and just be outside. So I said, you know what? Even though this isn't my teacher, right? This is going to be a new beginning. I don't know if I'm going to like the new teacher. I might not like him and that I'm going to be mad that I missed my good teacher, right? That's why oftentimes I get in my routine and just stick to my routine but today I said, you know what, I really want to walk to the studio and I'm willing to step into the magic of new beginnings and see maybe there's something different or cool I'll learn from this class. We'll cut to, it turns out, this teacher is literally the best spin teacher I've ever gone to in my life. I was blown away. I almost started crying because I was just thinking to myself during class, I'm so lucky. I'm just so grateful. I'm so full of joy in this class. I love this guy's energy. I worshipped his playlist. Like, I was so surprised in such a great way and just reminded me that we've got to welcome these new beginnings. Like my son, we got to welcome that trip and be open to that possibility that it might be so much greater than we could have ever imagined, even though on the outside it might look hard. It was so much better than he ever expected and so much better than I expected, just like going to the spin class today. You just never know until you're willing to step into that possibility. So this week, go to a new class, try something new and different, step into the magic of a new beginning and allow yourself that beautiful opportunity because it truly can be such a gift when you allow it to be. It really was for my son and it definitely was for me today. So I'm so grateful for it. Okay, so I know, well, actually this episode, I don't know when you're listening to this, but this episode is actually coming out on... Valentine's Day or is it the day after Valentine's Day? I don't know. We're we're like right at Valentine's Day. So I want to hit you on that topic because number one, I'm single and I know for a lot of people that are single, they feel like it's a tough holiday. So to that end and to that point, I wanted to talk about this. First of all, the most important love you're ever going to have in your life is with you. Right, And it was funny. My son and I watched the Pamela Anderson documentary on Netflix. And at the end, my son said, Mom, why do you think she gets married so much? I mean, she was married like five or six times, something crazy. And I said, I don't know. Why do you think she does? Because I wanted to hear what he had to say. And he said, I think she does because she doesn't really love herself. She's chasing marriages trying to find happiness when she needs to find it within her first and I thought that was so profound and well said, because the reality is if you're not happy with you, you're not going to find the right mate. You're not going to find the right situation because you're really going to be looking for that happiness that you need to find within you. So that is something I'm super grateful for. And a lot of people might look at me and say, 48 and single single mom, that's so awful and tough. And oh my gosh, yeah, there are moments it is very, very tough and it's not always easy. However, I'm so grateful for it because I've had this time to really find so much happiness and joy in my own life that now adding somebody to it is going to be just an additional gift, but it isn't necessary. And that's, I truly think that's when you're going to find the right situations for yourself, when you're already so happy in your own situation, so happy with who you are and in love with yourself, then you can give another person love in addition to not needing to and not from a desperate standpoint, which for sure for me at different points in my life, I came at things, whether it be because I wanted to have a baby so bad or I wanted to be buried so bad or you know, who knows, you know, whatever things I, I just wasn't feeling as good about myself at those times. I definitely entered into relationships that were not right for me. So if you are single, be nice to you, be kind to you, celebrate you, and be so grateful and joyful for all that you already have, the love that you already have. I was thinking I'm so grateful for the love that I have for myself, number one, first and foremost. Number two, I'm so grateful for the relationship I have with my son. It's incredible. He's the best kid. I, I know the parents say this all the time, but he really is. And I have so much fun with him and he's We've had such a great time together. I'm so grateful for all my friendships. I literally have the best friends in the world. I mean, I have a crew of friends that I've grown up with my whole entire life. More than 30-something years we've been together, and it's just it's incredible to have friendships like that. And then I have new friendships with people I've just met in the past year or two, and I'm so grateful for those. So there's so much love all around us if we're willing to see it and willing to appreciate it and willing to, to let it in. It doesn't just have to come from a romantic standpoint. doesn't, I mean, listen, there's nothing. I have some friends that are in the best marriages and it's definitely what I want in my life. I look at their relationships and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want. Right. I can't wait till that day happens that I find that right person that can, I can have a relationship like that with cut to, I also know a number of people who are, very unhappy in their marriages, and it's so sad, and I never want that, right? It gives you that contrast of what you want and don't want. And I see a lot of people stay in really unhappy marriages, which i I think is sad. But again, everyone, you do you, whatever works for you, I highly suggest not settling and staying in an unhappy relationship. However, you've got to make your decisions for yourself. You only are the one that's going to have that answer for you. But as we're we're here in Valentine's week and and thinking about, love and and relationships. I just wanted to touch on that, that I've got friends that are married that are so, so happy and literally are married to their best friend and love of their life. I have friends that are married that are so, so unhappy and doing everything and anything to escape their spouse. And then I have single friends that are living their best life and love it. And I have single friends that are really sad that they haven't found the right person yet. Right? So Again, I just, no matter where you are in the whole thing, go back to how can you fall in love with you? How can you take the best care of you? And I really believe when you do that, that that's how you'll start showing up as the best version of of who you have the potential to be and, and attract that right person. So there is no need to feel bad. If you're in a bad relationship, change it, end it, right? You have opportunity to do whatever you need to do. We live in a free country. That is the beautiful thing. And if you're single and haven't found that right person like me, then you know what? Just have faith that the right doors will close and the right ones will open all in God's plan. And turn it over. Turn it over to your higher power for you. Maybe that's the universe for you. Maybe that's God. It definitely is for me. You know, pray for, for, what, for what it is that you want and, and ask Ask God, ask the universe, ask your higher power for whatever it is that you want and be open to receiving it because you are worthy of receiving it. You deserve it and you should ask for exactly what it is that you want and be expecting that to come into your life. All right, so that's my whole Valentine's Day because it is weird because I don't, I don't have a boyfriend this year. And so it's kind of bizarre that I'm like, who's going to get me flowers? My son better get me some. I'm going to have to give him the Amex and let him go out there and, and get um, me flowers because I am a huge flower fan. But I will tell you, this week I, I spoke for the Miami Heat a couple of days ago. And then yesterday I flew to New York and spoke for an entrepreneurial conference. And the amount of love I got from those two events was incredible. I I guess I really don't even need the flowers, right? Because I got the proverbial, you know, positive feedback flowers from all of these people and the posts on social media. You know, sometimes we don't realize how much of an impact each one of us can have on someone else. If, If someone's been good to you, if someone's done something kind for you, please pause today and go send them a note of gratitude and thanks. Maybe they are alone on Valentine's Day. Maybe they're in a bad relationship. Maybe they'd love to hear how they have impacted your life. But taking the time to show others gratitude and love and gratefulness is never time ill-spent. It is always time well-spent. So please take that time. I, I was so grateful from both of these events, the feedback that I got and the hugs and people asking me to sign their books and do a selfie with them. And someone was so nervous. And I said, why are you nervous? They said, well, because I was afraid. What if you said no? And I'm thinking, why would I ever say no when all someone has is adoration and love and encouragement for you? Why would someone ever shut that down, right? I'm so grateful for that. And so, I don't know. Anyone that has impacted you in a positive way, please take the time today. Reach out to them. Send them a note of kindness and gratitude and and let them know. It's such a beautiful thing. When I was at The Heat, we did this a workshop. I was actually there for a few hours and at one point, someone stood up and just offered some really genuine honest feedback and love on another employee and it was incredible. I mean it was just out of left field. It was so cool to see and the impact it had on that other person and really everybody in the room it just elevated the energy and everyone started, you know, sharing positive feedback with one another and it was so cool, it was like a domino effect. So be that person that Puts more joy into the world. Why not? We need it, right? And and we all have the opportunity to do it at any point in time. So if you're looking for more love in your life, be love. If you're looking for more gratitude, be grateful. And if you're looking for an answer on if you're in the right relationship or not, ask yourself that honest question. You already have the answer. For sure you do. And that was one of the things at the event when I was in New York. I had someone during Q&A say to me that they wanted to know what I thought they should do about a problem that they had around social media and their business and you know they kept saying it's very convoluted and they were describing the whole thing and at the end of listening to this long situation which you know I'm sure seemed very convoluted I just asked the very direct question what does your heart tell you to do And it was so funny, the gentleman that asked the question said, oh, geez, right? He didn't want to hear that feedback, but immediately he had his answer and he told us immediately, and then we could hold him accountable to it. So you've got that answer inside of you. So often we want to ask everybody else on the outside what it could be instead and have someone tell us what to do because then we could blame them if it doesn't work out. But when you check in with the one voice and opinion that matters, your own, and then you know it's your choice and it's your truth, that's going to be the right decision for you. You don't need to ask somebody else. And it's never really convoluted. It's crystal clear. Oh, this was something really cool that I wanted to share with you. I just learned about this last week. I need to pull this up um, because I actually need to read it from the internet because this is a doozy. But okay, I heard about this and I've gone down the rabbit hole on it. I'm obsessed. So every morning when I wake up, I pray, right? I I have my routine that I do every morning. I pray, then I read, sort of like I speak what I want into existence. I have a bunch of things that I read in the morning, right? I mean, the whole thing takes maybe 15, 20 minutes, but it's such time well spent. And I do it 99.9% of the time. Like if I'm in another city or traveling, sometimes I won't do it because I'm rushed, but... I strongly suggest whatever your routine is, maybe you pray at night, maybe, you know, whatever your works for you, but there are taking the time to be really intentional about what you're expecting, what you're creating, what you're grateful for, like all these really important things have a very positive impact on you. Okay. So I just added another element to my routine, my morning routine that I do. And this one, it's a mouthful. Stick with me. You're going to have to Google it too. Ho- Ho'oponopono. I think I said that correct. It's Hawaiian. And if I didn't, oh my gosh, please help me and tell me how I'm supposed to say it. Ho, Ho'oponopono. Okay. That was definitely wrong. All right. But anyways, so it's Hawaiian and it's the practice of ho, Ho'oponopono is said to promote healing both on an individual and collective level. And it involves four simple steps. And oh my gosh, this thing is so powerful. I've been doing it for a week, I literally feel so much joy, so much gratitude, and really, what to me, what it's about. And and I don't know; I'm not an expert at this. I just started doing it, but it's about forgiving yourself, right? And and everything really starts with once you forgive yourself, then you can really forgive other people. But you're the most important person to give love to and to forgive first. And I, I've worked on forgiveness for a lot of people in my life, but not for myself. And this is a new thing for me. And. It's impacting me in such a positive way and bringing me so much joy that I want you to have it. So, okay, we're going to go through the steps right now. Strongly encourage that you give it a shot. Step one is repentance. This is super famous. This is very old, by the way. Like this is not something that I crafted on my own. This is legit and definitely Google it. So you can read some of the stories are incredible of the change that has happened in a positive way, changing communities, changing prisons. I mean, it's unbelievable. But go down the rabbit hole. It's super inspiring. It's very positive, And hopefully it'll bring you a lot of joy like it did for me. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, step one, repentance. I'm sorry. That's, okay, that's the, the step. So there's four steps to this. The first step is saying, I'm sorry right? The first step in practicing ho'oponopono is repentance. This means that you need to take responsibility for your thoughts and actions and acknowledge any pain or hurt that you have caused to yourself or others. You can do this simply by saying, I'm sorry out loud. It's very, very simple, but I swear it's so profound. Okay. Step two, ask forgiveness. Please forgive me. The second step is to ask for forgiveness. This means that you need to let go of any resentment or anger that you're holding on to and ask for forgiveness from those who you have harmed. You can do this by saying, please forgive me out loud. This is so simple and so powerful. Seriously, please try it. You need to do it seven times. If you do it seven times, you're going to feel differently. Okay, step three, gratitude. Thank you. The third step is gratitude. This means that you need to be thankful for what you have and express appreciation for the good in your life. You can do this by saying thank you out loud. Step four, love. I love you. The fourth and final step is love. This means that you need to unconditionally love yourself and others. You can do this by saying, I love you out loud. Practicing Ho'oponopono regularly can help to cleanse and heal your subconscious mind and improve your overall happiness and well-being. So they say that some of the benefits include release of negative emotions such as anger, fear, and resentment. Hello, I'm so for that. Improve relationships with yourself and others. Increase sense of peace and well-being. Greater clarity of thought and purpose. Enhance creativity. Problem-solving ability there are a lot of benefits, psychological, spiritual. I mean, it's incredible. Go down the rabbit hole, Google this, like start uncovering why this is so powerful. And some of the stories that you're you're going to hear are, they're incredible. So it's four simple steps. I've added this to my morning routine. I do it every day now for the last week I've been doing it. And I'm telling you, I am feeling so joyful. I know part of it's because I have my son back for sure. But I also think this is, I think that I'm really starting to forgive myself, you know, for years of Blaming myself for not, you know, marrying the right person or not being married, or, you know, for getting fired and having to go through all of those tough times and, you know, being tough on myself, not telling people that they need to respect me and treat me as I was talking about in this episode, right? I I I didn't always lead with saying, hey, I'm I'm teaching you how to treat me and that's not gonna work. You need to treat me better than that. Right. So I need to forgive myself for all of those not so great decisions I made when I was in not such a great space. And I'm doing that now. And I'm super proud of it. I I really am. And I'm so grateful actually we're talking about this on this whole Valentine's Day week because this is such a beautiful gift that you can give to yourself is the gift of forgiveness. So maybe you didn't get the flowers this week, or maybe you didn't get the thing that you were hoping for. But why don't you give yourself something so much better? Why don't you give yourself the gift of forgiveness? Okay, so number one, Step one, repentance. You say, I'm sorry, out loud. Step two, ask forgiveness. You say, please forgive me, out loud. Step three, gratitude. You say, thank you, out loud. Step four, I love you. You say, I love you, out loud. This is so simple. It's so powerful. Please go down the rabbit hole and start reading about what has happened for people in their life when they put this practice into into their life, and I'm just— saying, I'm just giving it to you. Honestly, I I really feel like it's made a difference in my life in one week. I don't know how I had never heard about this before or why I was working so much on forgiving a few people in my life, but I never thought about forgiving me. It's been a really powerful um, addition to my morning routine. I hope that you'll add it to yours. I hope you feel love. I love you, and I I hope that you feel love this week, today, and every day because you deserve it. Welcome it into your life, and I hope you most importantly love yourself. So if you like this episode, please share it with someone who needs it. Maybe you know you know someone that needs to hear this episode. Please share it with them. Nobody succeeds alone, and that includes your girl. If you could, please leave a review of the show. It helps so much. And if you like this episode, post it on social media. Tag me. I will always repost. I will always share, and I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Until next week, keep creating your confidence. You know I will be. Control of your life. Negotiate Your Best Life is all about how to negotiate your way to greatness. She provides practical guidance on how to break free from toxic relationships, stand up against injustice, and transform chaos into freedom, possibility, and purpose. Many times, the first negotiation you do is with your own in the morning. In the morning is when you wake up, and that's when Negotiate Your Best Life is time for you. It's about to find your way to greatness, conquering obstacles, and creating the life you truly deserve. Get ready to slay, thrive, and unlock your full potential. Don't believe me? I'm going to go ahead and share some of the reviews that are out there so you can hear and you can believe too.